Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the cult divinity lost role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is the Black Madonna. It's available from Helmgast. I am the Game Master, and this is episode 11. The recap will be given by Holly Buto as her character, Petra Ziegler. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Holly? When will this nightmare end? I attend one dinner for some inane award, and a month later, I've lost everything. My beautiful apartment, all of my belongings, and probably my business at this point. Rolf is running everything for now, but I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he took off with everything. Can't say I wouldn't do the same in his position. Regardless, this has undone all of my work. It'll take years to reestablish trust with my clients and my contacts. Meanwhile, I'm sure that asshole Winkler is circling like a vulture, ready to divert all of my inventory and move it himself. And none of this will even be a concern if I don't make it through this alive, which seems less likely with every passing day. We're all wanted criminals, our faces plastered in the media, Seems we've pissed off a lot of high-ranking officials when we disrupted the ritual a few nights ago. Rolf set us up in one of our inventory houses. I suppose he must have moved that last group of girls on. If it turns any kind of profit, it'll be a fucking miracle. We've been tasked with tracking down and destroying the three entities that emerged during the ritual. We're preparing to travel to Russia, hoping to find more answers. I've arranged for new identities for everyone, and while we wait for that paperwork to come through, we've been able to do some research. In addition to working with the Satanist Society, it appears that the three men were closely associated with a neo-Nazi group. Was Magda involved in all of this as well? Kind of hard to imagine, but I realize now that I truly didn't know her. We've been plagued night after night by these horrendous nightmares, but we had some kind of breakthrough last night. We entered this dream world where time is non-existent or unimportant or maybe both. We met a woman named Persephone, a companion of John's. Companion doesn't seem quite right. Obsession, perhaps? She introduced us to a man called the Wanderer. He taught us how to manipulate dreams in the hopes that it might help us when facing these entities and to mitigate our nightmares and ongoing pain. God, I really hope so. It feels like we can't continue like this for much longer. John's doll made an appearance in the dream world as well. The Wanderer told us that this doll is going to be our guide, leading us to where we need to go. He told us that the children from the orphanage are trapped within the dream world, being tortured forever for Chigidiel's return. We need to save these children, release them from their torment, and we'll likely find one of our entities there as well. We need to look into this neo-Nazi group, and after that, our next stop is St. Petersburg. Hopefully this is the beginning of the end of our troubles. <clears throat> all right tell me where you all are and what your next move is going to be Please. my impression was that we were going to stick around the safe house until ingolf is able to look into the gemeinschaft Gemeinschaft building in prinzlauerberg and be yes. on standby to help him out in case he uh, his brain starts leaking out of his ears. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's I've seen stranger things now. Indeed. If, if, if my brain leaks out of my ears, that's the least of my problems these days. So. So are you taking it easy, at least for now, before you make a move? Um, did you get tickets to go to Leningrad? No. Or have you not we purchased We just talked those? about it. We've not talked about it, and um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of options to getting into Leningrad by land, by you know, air by sea. Maybe I'd, I'd by land might by be sea. our best, but I don't. Maybe, maybe. Sometimes land border crossings is. You know, well, and remember that the uh, the police are looking for you, so they're going to be watching the borders. Yeah, we should let things cool off because absolutely, we should. The all... longer we go on, right now, everybody out there is looking for us, and that will that will dwindle as we leave the the, the spotlight. I hope and anyway. It's not entirely out of the question that we should travel in at least two groups and not as a group of five, since we are known to have acted as a group. That's solid. It's solid reasoning. If we if we divide the those of us who do not speak Russian up with one of each of the Russian speakers and try a different method, it might be safer. One of the things yeah, but, that I'm sorry, one of the things yeah. that Petra would be familiar with is that uh, crossing the border in a place like uh, Frankfurt on the order. Um, thousands of people cross the border every day going back and forth to work so they're not watching very very much you know they're not certainly not going to stop every one of the thousands of people going back and forth yeah hitting a high trafficked space on the other hand going to the airport would be probably a death sentence they'd catch you there right away all right so um, you've done research today. Let's say you've been here a while. You've eaten. Um, we'll say it's, you know, late afternoon at this point of the day. What would you like to do then? I think I'm bringing up my typewriter. Okay. My last sole possession on this earth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're a little apprehensive. Because probably more than a little apprehensive. I mean, I've, I've, I've uh, walked right into <clears throat> hell and didn't even know it. So who, who knows? And with this mark, who knows what I'll be able to see now? Right. What can see me? All right. Go ahead and make your roll. Uh, let's see. That's a 12. So I get to choose one option with forbidden inspiration. So I'll choose the visions, um, see through the illusion to a specific place of my choice and peer into, I can't pronounce it, GG. Kamanish Kamanchak. Uh, okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So <clears throat> you slowly sort of go into that semi-fugued state where you're, you're partly aware of your surroundings and then you're, you're partly aware of something else. And you begin to type out a narrative uh, that the others can read along with. 
there's something different this time. You see a clear picture of the outside of the building. It's just a building, like an office um, amongst other offices on the street. Um, it's surprisingly innocuous looking. Um, however, in the front of it, you can see that there are a number of young men who are dressed in um, those sort of military jackets uh, that, that were popular during World War II. They're all blonde men, um, but they're not, they're smoking cigarettes. They're not particularly attentive to what's going on. And as you approach, they can't see you. Obviously, you're, you're just a vision uh, moving towards the building. Um, they seem to be talking about just nonsense. Um, they don't seem to be you know, Heil Hitlering or, or anything like that, at least not at the moment. Um, you go through the door. There's a hallway um, directly to your left, there is a cafe. Um, a few others like them are in there. Um, their uniforms are a little shabby, not particularly. I mean, they, they try to keep them up, but, you know, these are things that are very difficult to get a hold of. Most of them are hand-me-downs. Um, they're drinking coffee. On the other side, on the right-hand side, there's a little bookstore uh, that seems to be filled with um, Nazi propaganda, you know, Nazi stuff. Um, you can also, you, you, you quite clearly see a lot of Black Sun publications in there. It seems rather normal. Um, farther back uh, on the left, there is a, uh, a lounge with a number of people sitting around laughing, drinking. There's a bar, there's alcohol flowing. There's a lot of them look like they're semi-drunk. You know, they don't look like, I mean, they probably could be fighting if they wanted to, but right now they just look like a bunch of drunk club members laughing and carrying on. You can tell that some of them have sidearms. Um, you become a little bit curious about the, uh, the bar. Um, there are paintings on the walls that are very, you know, that would appeal to neo-Nazis. There's something behind the bar. And as you move over there, there is a stash of guns. Um, they look like Russian-made uh, military, ex-military guns. Um, and drugs, things like that that are back there. Um, there's other rooms and buildings that go off in different directions, uh, uh, but you head up the stairs. When you go up the stairs, this part of the building is much different. It's still all very neo-Nazi-esque, but it's, it's clean. It's um, uh, whoever's taking care of this place. Uh, this, this part of the place is very neat and orderly, very clean. This looks very much like their offices. And as you, you sort of float around looking at their offices, you can see a secretary, 
Um, you can uh, see a, a building, a room at the end of a hallway that's got a whole bunch of like dormitory beds where the drunk um, neo-Nazis just tend to uh, crash. Um, you do think that some of them are living here. You know, maybe a dozen of them are actually living on the premises. There's a, a secretary up here, too, that's odd. There's something odd about her. And as you look in the door at her, she's sitting behind her desk. She's typing on a typewriter, doing things. And she seems to have just a tinge of glow around her, kind of a reddish glow. She's clicking away, and all of a sudden, she stops, and she acts suddenly like she's got that weird, you know, tingles on the back of her neck as she's looking around. Um, you get the distinct feeling that she knows that you're there. She doesn't know you're there, but she knows there's something in the room. She's got that intuition. Um, so you can back out and move away. Um, you go up the stairs, there's three stories. You go up the next stairs, and this, this is just as neat and clean, but the floors are carpeted. Um, this looks far far more like there's a little bit of wealth up here. Downstairs, it seemed kind of industrial and shabby, but up here, somebody's got some money. Uh, there are paintings on the walls. There is a, a room where there's some tables and chairs that are a little more formal. Uh, there are a couple of gentlemen behind desks. They are dressed, uh, what you'd expect like a, a Nazi officer, a neo-Nazi officer would be dressed like. Um, one of them in particular seems fastidious to the point of obsession. Everything in his office is perfectly aligned and neat and clean. And he seems obsessed that everything be ordered, you know. Um, and then you notice it's almost as if the walls in this place were semi-transparent, you know, like you could see other rooms from where you're standing around the building. There's bedrooms. There's a, a conference room with a chandelier. Um, and all this seems very normal, but there's this one area that seems very dark um, like there's there's nothing there uh, you can find your way through the doors to get there you're in the conference room and you're looking at this door and it's dark beyond the door you can't see through it but there's something very dangerous you feel that's in there um by the way, oh, there's people all over in this building. They're, they're doing office stuff and doing stuff. All of a sudden, you notice that the door is opening. You hear the, the, the clank of, of feet 
you know, on the on the floor coming in the direction. The door opens and a man in an impeccable Nazi-esque, you know, looking uniform with medals and things like that and the Nazi cap and and all that. Uh, he opens the door and he steps out it as if he's going to go somewhere else in the building. Uh, he takes a couple of steps and he stops dead in his tracks as he does that. And he starts sort of looking around the room as if he's trying to see you, maybe. And as you're looking at him, he transforms his shoulders. These spikes come out of his shoulders and his face sort of tears back and his teeth are there and the skin on his head rips and he's skeletal and he's horrible. It's not something that terrifies you just because you're kind of expecting this all along, that there's something horrible here. But it reminds you of those kids that were in the, the, uh, the asylum. Something from hell is here. And it looks around. And just as it turns its head and starts to focus in your direction, you come out of your trance. And you, you wake up. But you're not you're not distressed. You actually handled that way better than you did before. Maybe some of the dream training managed to leak over into your gift. And you guys have all been reading this as he's been typing it. I have to say, well, in golf, you don't look as well terrible as you usually do after you do these things. Yeah, no offense. I I don't know. I guess when you go in expecting the worst. This oh, I, this... I, I forgot one other little detail that you did see. On that door was a little golden plaque that said Vogel in letters, you know. Does that mean anything to anybody? It means bird. It's a not uncommon last name that just means bird. It looked like a name plaque on the door, you know. I mean, there is something walking around there in the guise of a man, but it was not one of those avatars we've met in the basement of, of that place out in the woods. It wasn't unlike them, except that it was really big, kind of powerful looking. Um, but it wasn't, you don't think it was an Ephraim, and you don't think it was a lictor, something else. You know, so they're housing a demon, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's part of our required journey. And it but seems I mean, like it would be a pretty dangerous place to muck about. It, it is, a, I mean, there's, they've got, there's, there's a lot of guns, there's a lot of people. A lot of people and people with gifts, so to speak, like ourselves, there. It's not a not an easy place to get into or out of, I fear, but 
I also fear what, how they tie in. I mean, that hellish thing there, these, these entities, these avatars of Jagidiel have put this planet in motion and they've given all the resources of these men to this thing here. Like, I have a hard time thinking that's for no, that's for no reason. What would you like to do now? What's running like through your minds? <laughs> I'd like to look into this Vogel person. I mean, hopefully with the last name tied to this organization, we can get, you know, a hit on who he is. So how would you like to go about that? Uh, I mean, we could, is it worth it to start at the surface level, public record kind of stuff, and then move down? Or do we want to just skip to what we can find out via underground contacts? Let's go with thorough. Start at base level stuff anybody could find about them, really. And then maybe Dieter and I can hit up any contacts we have that might know shadier things. I don't Let's suppose that I know of any uh, occult personalities with that surname. No. Um, so, Petra, why don't you do an investigate? Okay. That is 12. So with that, it is, you may ask one question, the information comes at cost. Um, yeah, how can I find out more about what I'm investigating? Whatever, I'm assuming whatever I'm learning about is more surface level. And is there some way forward I can see that would get me more information that we're looking into? Well, you know that, I mean, you've already run across a lot of information on Germanische Germanschaft. Right. Um, you know that there are people in higher positions that are probably helping them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to get away with anything, but you can also assume that there are people who are fighting against them. Um, and one of them might be that reporter who wrote the article. Right. Um, John, do you think you could pull some strings and find out who that was? They didn't name themselves, but maybe if you have a contact or two. Uh, hopefully no one that will uh, throw us into the police. Wow. So, yeah. At least at least get a name, but we don't have to make contact with them. But if we can get a name or something, I don't know. Okay. So then John can do an investigate role. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, reason. Uh, that'd be nine. Oof. Yeah, he didn't have his name in there. Um, you start to wonder if a reporter like that would be a little bit wary because all the newspapers are also printing positive things. So they might be under the thumb of, you know, might be in real danger if he reveals who he is. Um, 
but there might be other articles, there might be books, there might be information out there somewhere that might tell you. There's also phone books and things like that. I mean, they might tell you one thing or another. Is there any other person who is wanted by the media and they're using the same kind of verbiage as we are? Because I can't imagine mm. this person is not endearing themselves to the people that he's writing about. So you're going to try to look at uh, the writer's style of writing and see if you can figure out if they've written other articles that they have put their name on? Sure. I don't think that's quite, maybe, maybe in call for John could do that. I don't know that that's really something I would excel that's, at, but yeah. That's fairly complicated. Um, yeah. What you could do is potentially look at the structure of the piece normally in journalism you abide by the kind of the inverted pyramid that you start with the most broadest subject and then you uh, statements and then you slowly narrow down so if someone's breaking that pattern or they're doing their own thing in lots of feature columns which this one very much seems to be then that might be a way to try and find them because it might be the identifying their style okay that might take a while but you can do an investigate on that yeah, I think we wanted to spend some time kind of training ourselves in this dream um, skill. So, you know, if we're spending our time doing that and investigating, yeah, hoping, hoping things die down a little bit. That was a bit better. I got 14. Okay. Um, yeah. There is uh, there is another uh, writer uh, that seems to have a very similar style, uh, Hilda Schlager. Um, in fact, the more you read a couple of her other articles, the more you're, you're like, okay, this has got to be her. There you go. And in between well, reading, in between reading pieces, I think I'm going to grab myself some sleeping pills, because then I can go back to uh, having some having some more training. Yeah, I think we could all do with a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, so, where, where is Hilda Schlager based? Could you figure it out from what she's in she's Berlin? Published? She's in Berlin. I mean, the good thing is that. Uh, She's about the least likely person to turn us in that I can think of in terms of somebody we'd be contacting for the first time. Money can be a very powerful motivator, though, Dietrich. So I just caution, I guess. Well, yeah, I wouldn't suggest we meet in a public park. Uh, but she might be amenable to phone conversation and not... Uh, Call on the authorities right away. Well, I'm sure Dieter could uh, devise some kind of clever. Yes, he could go to the park as a shrubbery. As a shrubbery or as, as a flock of pigeons, perhaps. I don't know, right now he's disguised as a background. <laughs> he's, I mean, invisibility, that's a pretty damn good disguise. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I there uh, presumably 
an organized German library will have uh, records of public figures at various levels of local and national government. Who soon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to uh, look uh, for a Vogel in the administration, probably locally in Berlin. All right. Go ahead and do an investigate roll on that. Uh, and that's 11 plus one. Uh, so yeah, 12 total. Yeah, and one question at cost. Um, is there identifiably, identifiably a Fogel in government that could be occupying an office in Berlin? Hmm. Well, phone book's got maybe 30 Vogels. It's probably a, not an uncommon name. Um, I'd say that there's there's nothing uh, that stands out. All right, I can't identify a, a Vogel in, in official capacity. Okay. Well, maybe there's a few of them, but they don't seem like they would be the right. You know, that one. Yeah, if they're in the, you know, neo Nazis. <laughs> yeah. If they if they if he's got a if he's got a tailored uniform and he wears around his other's office, he's probably not in the Ministry of Education. Well, he'd like to be. Mm. <laughs> Re-education, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm I'm confused by Engulf's vision. I feel like I want to call in an airstrike on that building on a Wednesday afternoon but I don't want to storm it myself. Uh, and it doesn't seem like one of our required targets is there. Did the, you know, there was that dark, dark space behind the sacrificial altar in the ma mansion basement. Was the darkness reminiscent of that, would you say? I mean, it was like staring into emptiness, like nothing. It was the room that he came out of, which from the arrangement of all the other rooms would have, should have been a bedroom, but you don't know because it was dark. It's, it's strange, but it's it's similar, I think. Whatever, whatever it is about that other place creates this kind of penumbra. I don't know. Anything else that you want to do this evening before you go to bed? I think it's the dreamlands calling us. All right. So, this evening, you, uh, um, you climb into bed, and um, 
for the first time in a long time, you're kind of hopeful, you know. Um, and sure enough, when you realize at last that you are asleep, you are not in that room. You are on that hill where the tree is. And uh, the wanderer is sitting at the base of the tree and he opens up his eyes and he says, oh, okay, you're here, you're back. Marvelous. So today we are going to begin training on, well, I'll just show you. He says, the last time you were here, we worked on transforming objects from one thing to another, changing things into other things. Today, we're going to work on transforming ourselves. And as he says that, he suddenly becomes a black woman uh, and gives you a little turnaround. And he says, it's a lot more difficult than you think. Uh, transforming one object into another is manipulating matter. In this case, it's manipulating your vision of yourself. So it's a lot more difficult, but you can see the advantage of it. And he uh, transforms himself back. Says, Everybody give it a try. Even the invisible one. <laughs> and it's, it's plus soul, correct? Yeah. Ooh, 22. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you seem to have, you, you seem to be doing very well. 11 here. Eight. My dice hate me tonight. <laughs> you have a lot of pre-existing things about the dream world in your head that you need to purge and relearn. That's why you're having difficulty. And none of you are instantly successful, but as you do this over the course of weeks in the dream, you get better and better and better at it. So you can add that as an addition to the possibilities of when you, when you succeed in dreaming is to be able to transform yourself into something. Did you get all of that, Dieter? Okay, cool. And you wake up bright and, sh bright and early in the morning, feeling quite refreshed and uh, ready to face the day. Should we try Inkhoff, you especially feel like you've regained some of your sanity. I think that you guys can drop, a, if you have a, Sanity level, you can drop it down one. You mean regain a step of the regain, regain, yeah. Should we try to contact this reporter like you suggested, Dietrich? Yeah, I think she might be interested in a phone call from us. Um, and we can, you know, I think we can suggest who's calling mm -hmm. without being overt, which, you know, she might be able to interpret as 
we kind of know who you are and you kind of know who we are, but we don't have to talk about that. We just have to talk mm -hmm. about the Gemeinschaft. We've been trying to reach you about your insurance for hey, if you've got houses that mysteriously burned down in the middle of the night. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, who's going to talk to her? I think I'll try. As, yeah, I was about to say, I think Dietrich had right. what was said. Um, so the phone rings and very, just, just, I mean, it's like half a ring. And uh, you can hear the sound of a busy uh, uh, office. You can hear a lot of typing going on in the background and people talking on phones. And she's like, uh, uh, Hilda Schlegel. Ms. Schlegel, uh, it's nice to speak to you. Um, who am I talking to? Uh, you're talking to uh, somebody who is very... Uh, admires your work and is very interested in the Gemeinschaft. Ah, you, you, you read the article. I read the article and I, I was rather flattered by it because most of the media seems to have really misrepresented the event at uh, the Russian mansion. Can I, can I ask you, uh, how you how you know that I'm involved in that? Um, you know, I, I have a, a friend in journalism who, of course, is not able to publish right now, who did uh, some close reading of some uh, thoughtfully written feature pieces. And, uh, you know, realized that you were the only person in a position to have done that kind of brave journalism. Well, whoever you are. Um wasn't born yesterday. What are you trying to say to me? Give me, you know, cough it up. Well, I, you know, it's hard to be frank when you're on the run for a series of crimes. Oh, you're on the run. Who are you? You know, I'm one of the parties that's being accused of murder and arson. Oh. Yeah. Which, as you understand, makes me also hesitant to say too much. Is this phone line, for example, pretty secure? I don't know what you mean about being secure. I mean, well, you're I'm calling, calling me in an office. Um, yeah. Are you really, you're not just trying to jerk me around or anything, are you? No. What, uh, uh, can you verify this in some way? Uh, I'm sure there's a way to do that. I don't want, of course, to be uh, exposed unnecessarily. Um, did you did you get to? Uh, were you physically present at the site of the fire? Oh no, you mean you mean the Pagodin? Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, no. Uh, very did you few see people were. Did you see photographs of the aftermath? Because I could, you know, one way I could verify who I am is because I was present, in fact. I see. For the conflagration. There were a lot of, there were a good, you know, two dozen berobed attendees at that torture party before things went awry. Um, are you telling me that the Russian gentlemen were actually part of the occult stuff. They were. It was the, the crime was just uh, 
part of their little empire of, of bad behavior. And they literally were torturing human beings for the amusement or spiritual anti-edification of a, a throng of guests. Can you tell me how they were being tortured? Um, they were uh, strung up on the walls. Um, All right. Um, do you want to meet somewhere? I, I'd prefer someplace public, but not... Um, I, I don't know who you are. You could be about to murder me. Um, I'd like to meet in a public space, a uh, restaurant or something where we can talk and people will ignore us. Yeah, someplace brightly lit and, uh, yeah. Um, Are the other people with you? Um, I can be in touch with them. You must understand, How I don't want to say too much. How about we meet, and she gives you a place, I, I don't know. So um, um, let's say at a cafe uh, where you would actually be sitting outside um, mm. on a bright sunny day tomorrow morning. Or to, uh, this, uh, was this afternoon? Uh, say This afternoon is not out of question. All right. And, we, um, can, and we can bicker or, you know, whittle down a place that we both know and so that we both feel like neither one of us is telling the other one where to go as if they're going to have. And are you going there. to uh, allow me to tell your story? Uh, it might not be something that can be published immediately, but I'm certainly willing to start that process. Well, meet me and we'll, we'll talk about it. I, promise uh, I'm not going to tell anybody how you have my confidence. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. I'll see you at 1 p.m. I'll be wearing uh, a hat that I didn't have yesterday. Um, a I'll be wearing a new hat. We can meet under the, 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 near the statue of... If oh, yeah. Off. Okay. That works. Um, I'll see you there. And then she, of course, very carefully makes sure that nobody knows where she's going. <laughs> well, I'll report to the crew and ask uh, which of them wants to come accompany me with a firearm. I think I'll stay here. Peter, yeah. I see you giving the thumbs up. Are you volunteering? Can't, Can't hear you. Quiet. I will kill you. Now we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I don't, uh, you know, I think that this woman is trustworthy and probably not bugged, but it would be nice to know that there was some possibility of extraction if there ends up being an intervention. I will be in the area in case, you know, as a lookout, making sure that nothing is, nobody's coming or going or it has, uh, too much of an interest in the conversation you're having, that kind of thing. If you see three men wearing sunglasses holding their ears, yes, you can... exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, do we all, all want right. to go? So, which meaning golf uh, might, if we're adding to numbers, might make it visibly just more chance of one of us being spotted? Or do we want to make sure that we're 
really going in and protecting Deirdre from this in case it turns uh, out real bad. If things go wrong, I don't know how in the hell I would help protect Diedrich. You can swing your typewriter for all you're worth. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's, you know, that I don't know that we need to be five traveling together at any time, really. So I, I will stay at home and uh, in no you've missed it way, play with my doll, try and find out what the hell this thing, how it works. Maybe you're supposed to spin it like that children's kissing game and then just whatever direction the head points, we go there. Uh, I'm not just heads up. I'm not kissing in golf. Just saying. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, the drive to Berlin is going to be a couple of hours. So anything else okay, anybody wants to do? All right. I think myself and Dietrich and Dieter are heading down to Berlin. All right, so you guys position yourselves in such a way that you can see where Dietrich is. Um, I think so Dieter, that, Dieter, are you going with him like to sit at the table? Might be wise to have someone who can take immediate action if something happens. I, I'll be basically his bodyguard, so yeah. Okay. Be. He'll be at another table. And I also assume you're gonna kind of go in disguise, right? Yeah. yeah. New hat. You uh you find a picture of what Hilda Schlager looks like. So you know what she looks like. Um all right. So that time comes. You go down there. Uh everybody takes position. And uh uh Dietrich, you're probably sitting at the cafe when you see her come up. And she's looking around, you know, to make sure nothing looks out of the ordinary. And she uh, gets a table and uh, she sits down at the table and she, you know, crosses her fingers and she waits. They bring her a cup of coffee. And she's, she's nervous. That might be a good sign. Okay. What do you want to do? Um, I guess I'll uh, walk directly to her table, give her a short bow, uh, and say, uh, I'm glad you could meet me on such short notice. She looks at you and she goes, Dietrich Zimmerman. Hmm. You really are who you said you were. Yes, and you've apparently been... I don't think there are that many public photographs. Well, there weren't that many public photographs of me until a few weeks ago. Where are your friends? Um, uh, most of us aren't here. Um, well, I, I'm not surprised that you would be being careful. No. Please we aren't terribly you. wanted. So are you going to tell me then what really happened? Do you mind if I record? No, I don't have an objection to that. She pulls out a little tape recorder. Um, how uh, long have you been interested in the Gemeinschaft? Well, not particularly. I just I just started doing some research on them because of the uh, because of this situation with uh, Pagoden Mahler and uh, Kramer. Who were these people? I mean, who really were they? Now, you know um, me by sight, 
despite the change of glasses, which I thought would show, throw you off for sure. Uh, you see, so you probably know about my background in uh, antiquarian and a I know a little books. bit. You certainly don't seem like the kind of a person who would storm a person's house and murder them in cold blood. Indeed not. Um, what are your feelings regarding the occult? I don't really have any religious beliefs. I think, uh, I think it's all kind of a bunch of hooey and nonsense, but I do also know that people do believe in it. Uh, hence the crazy, whatever the hell, rituals. The reason why I knew it was probably you or that you were there is because not many people know about the, uh, the bodies strapped to the walls that were there. Right. That is, yeah, I didn't see that in any of the public accounts, of course. I actually asked not to publish that information because the police want yeah. to know who it was. Yeah. Sadly, I have no idea who the victims were, but um, the police also know that there were, there was a, a charnel house worth of human remains in that basement. They've oh. been killing people there for I don't know how long. So they were into the occult. They were into the occult in a very serious way. Uh, and um, I don't, it's hard, you know, I don't want to strain your credulity uh, where the circumstances are already so extreme. Let's say for the sake of simplicity that, uh, and you also will know uh, that, you know, my, my bookstore was fired upon, you know, not long ago. So that was, that was them. Um, we ended up uh, entwined. Well, how were you involved? Uh, we, we had a, a mutual acquaintance, uh, Magda Orlova, who uh, you'll find. Uh, the author. Yeah. And, and recent fatality. Uh, to put it simply, she died as a result of a curse that was put on her by Pagodin and, and Mahler and the other. Um, and uh, in the process, the others and I were also cursed. I know it sounds ridiculous. I would show you if I could. Um, but you can, there is a doctor who was present when Orlova passed away at the uh, Friedrichsbahn Hospital, um, who uh, will be able to tell you that indeed uh, her passing was marked by unusual signs that not everyone can recognize. His name is Hans Richter. So that'll be something of the world of the mundane that you can uh, consider when you think about how fanciful. She's writing all this down and she's got it recorded too. Yeah. Um, the story you're telling me is pretty fantastic, but uh, I mean, I can check these things up. Um, so why, why were you there this night when they sacrificed the three Russian men. Well, uh, I assume that's what you're saying happened. Yes. What um, the the book that Anton Muller published about dream magic mm -hmm. 
describe specifically a ritual uh, that seemed to fit the conditions under which we had been suffering. And so we were attempting to perform a counter ritual at the Pagodin Mansion. Hmm. Uh, a copy of that book then, please. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the ritual uh, appeared to be somewhat successful in that it caused the Russians um, to collapse in agony and uh, and then, you know, it was all mayhem. Like we interrupted the ceremony, the prisoners, the torture victims were dying on the walls, the, I don't know, worshippers, for lack of a better word. You, you do terror. know how very strange this all sounds to yeah. me. <laughs> That's that's um, I understand. I you know at the, at the moment I'm thinking you might be as crazy as they were. Um, but I'll look into it. I'll see. You know, do you have a number where I can reach you? Uh, I wonder if it's possible to set up an answering service at this point. Some third-party recording center. I understand. I could... I'll tell you what. You call me. Here's this number here and she gives it to you. Um, it's actually her business card, but she writes a different number on the back of it. Um, and we can set up other meetings. Um, you've intrigued me a bit. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'm going to check out this doctor that you've given me. See yeah. if he can back any of this up. Oh, I suppose I can't ask you where you are now. Obviously, no. you're somewhere still here in Berlin. Yeah. Maybe I just don't ask those kind of questions at this point. At this Maybe point, it's better, it's, but I don't know. And it's probably for the best. Yeah, I don't want you to be hauled in on charges of you know being an accomplice or anything. Well, I'm quite alarmed myself because uh, there's been a lot of flack about that article. I was surprised that you were able to figure out that it was me. Um, uh, the, the corruption in this city is vast. There are all sorts of problems going on. Um, you mentioned earlier, Germanische Germanschaft. Uh, those people have managed to elude the law the only possible answer is that people on the side of the law are helping them. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what they're up to, but they probably have underground connections to all sorts of bad groups, other groups around the world, maybe even. The, um, uh, the cars that people showed up to Pagodin's mansion in were uh, all very fine vehicles indeed. So they're definitely, it's a very, uh, that particular organization is very well healed. Do you know a man named Fogel? Fogel, um, Ernst Fogel. Perhaps. Yeah, he is the head of the Germanische Germeinschaft. Um, Does he have any uh, other authority public or private well i was attempting to find a little bit of information on him but he's a difficult man to track down i wasn't able to find anything at all 
Mm. Um, I mean, he hasn't been there forever, but, uh, you know, for at least the past few years, he's been there unofficial well their official leader uh difficult man to find uh can't find any pictures of him but he's a wacko neo-nazi you know um nothing shady though either i can't find any direct link to him but the uh considerable sum of money that was left to the gemeinschaft who'll be in charge of dispersing yeah, and that, that, that bothered me a great deal because they didn't seem like the kind of organization that would be using that kind of money. But if they're, you know, involved in illegal underground, you know, black market stuff, who knows what they're up to. If we could link them to, you know, other dangerous groups out there, that would, that would you know, do a lot. Yeah, you could I can't. give a reason for the uh, if you could give a reason for the police uh, to seize their assets, that would be amazing. Unfortunately, I think there are people in government that are making that disappear. That information. I'm afraid you're right. I mean, the way that the uh, fire at Pagodins was publicly described as to put us all in danger was was pretty pretty pointed. It's pretty specific choices made. One piece she's thinking, one piece that I do recall is um, there was an arrest a number of years ago. I'll give you the year if I can find it. Um, there was an arrest of a large number of their leaders. Uh, there were 20 senior members that were imprisoned in 1981. Um, and uh, they were supposed to all be uh, uh, locked up and Shortly after that, all of the evidence disappeared from, mm -hmm. the, uh, from the police station. It was about that time that Vogel took over the charge of the uh, Germanische Gemeinschaft. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder if it was a little bit of a coup. He could get them out, but he got to take charge. Something like that, possibly. It's all very damning. Um, well, uh, I'll be in touch. Is there a particular time I should call that number? Do we want to check in periodically? That's a, it's a, an answering machine, so yeah. you should be able to leave the messages. Very good. Or you can call them the other thing in my office, but that's a bit more dangerous. Yeah, given that you've been taking heat for that article, I, you know, I wouldn't want to risk the possibility that that phone is or will be bugged. Or just monitored in a less espionage way. Um, I would like to meet all of your other friends. They are part of the story, but I understand your caution. Perhaps you know. Perhaps yeah, I'll send another 
of the group next time and you can see whether they seem more or less mad than I do. the beginning of a story. So thank you very much for meeting with me. And she gets up and walks away, just almost without saying goodbye or anything. She stuck me with the bill. It's an outrage. Um, Okay. So I'll, uh, you know, wait until she's thoroughly gone and pay the bill and meet Dieter and Petra outside. I have a question, actually. Um, So I have this advantage called Streetwise, where I can tap into other world connections to attempt to get information that I'm looking for. Could I do this in seeking more information about Vogel, the people involved with this organization, anything like that? Or we have, have we kind of tapped the resources that I we mean, have? They, and that's probably about it. They were gun running or, I mean, they had a lot of guns, Russian guns and drugs. Moving um, They're moving it somehow. The answer is you can always try. Okay. Uh, but if there isn't an answer, then you're always going to fail. <laughs> so that's fair. I'll try. We'll try. Okay. That is 14. Um, so you choose one option. It will cost me something extra, such as um, services, tasks, or an inflated price. I get it handled, but only by dealing with someone I am already indebted to, or um, it's like just, it's just, it's just not attainable. Um, oh, okay. oh that, that one's just, that one's not quite, anyway, sorry, go ahead. You want to know more about Vogel. Um, so the cost is, is money, uh, but you gain something from, from the experience in that Everyone who knows anything about Vogel and his involvement in that is terrified of him. Um, He is not a, he is a ruthless man. Uh, He, you know, he expects, it's, it's, it's like the building they're in. He's at the top. So the people who are directly underneath him better be disciplined to the point of absurdity. He wouldn't deal with those guys downstairs at all. Mm. Um, As a result, everybody is pretty damn afraid of him. If he walks in the room, they are terrified. Um, Aside from that, you learn that uh, you learn, learn learn basically what you already know that uh, when he started there and how right. things changed. He suddenly organized all of their disorganization. And okay. Made well, it makes sense with- then that no one really is talking overly much about him in the first place. But they're all scared of him anyway. Okay. It's almost as if he has this supernatural gift of manipulating people into right. obeying. <laughs> oh, that, that's information in and of itself. Okay. He might not have exactly existed on this plane until 1981. That's why he doesn't have much of a biography. Well, uh, she seemed um, 
pretty open-minded. And uh, if we can think of any more specific useful information to get from her or give to her, uh, at least she thinks we're still in town. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she's done her homework. She'll recognize any one of us, I think, on site. But I think, yeah, I mean, she seems like your, uh, your classic... Uh, lone wolf reporter who believes in public decency despite all clear signs well hopefully it doesn't um cause her any trouble yeah i'd like to not get her killed too all right what would you all like to do next well while they're off in berlin um, as mentioned, I'm going to play with my little doll. Okay. Um, go, go try things because it's supposed to be a guide. Uh, see if I can position it in different parts of the room. See if it starts to see if it turns in any particular direction. If it's a geographical guide, if it's looking in any, in any particular direction. Um, otherwise, see if I can commune with it on, in any kind of way. So I open myself up to it to see if it's trying to tell me something. So listen to it, see if it's talking. Basically start going a little crazy with the thing. Yeah. Um, you spend the better half of the day trying everything that you can think. Moving it here and there, spinning it around, floating it on water. It. I take half of it. We talk into it, see if you can. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing seems to have any uh, have any effect on it whatsoever um, what what is your gift again I mean I know you got the dreaming thing but what I've got enhanced awareness uh, so I can see locations and the odd things about them uh, I mean I'm an interrogator but that isn't it's not responding so go ahead um, and, and roll that one interrogator. Well, the, yeah. Well, right. what, what was the, the one uh, the one before that? Uh, enhanced, enhanced awareness. yeah, enhanced awareness. Okay, give that a try. Oh, fervent snake, snake eyes. So total of six. Can I try enhanced awareness? <laughs> yes, go ahead. We'll, we'll stare at this together. Have the gift. <laughs> Uh, 15. Okay. So, because if you failed it, you just spent two hours staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> Your relationship would change, perhaps. <laughs> it's better than illusion tearing, which is what mine would have been. So, as you're in golf, it's, it's very faint. It's difficult to see. It's barely there perhaps because you're, it's so far away. But you keep thinking of uh, Piotr, who gave it to you, only you don't, see, you don't see the Piotr that you saw in the asylum. You see little Piotr when he was wow. a very small child reaching out like this. 
It, it's Piotr. I, I see him as a boy. With these lips? No, it's like he's reaching no, for the doll. He's, he wants it. He wants it back. Not the one in the asylum, but the child. The child who was brought into that horrible place. He's far. He's very far from here. So this might be a way that we get to the the kids. Yes, wherever wherever poor Piotr has been stored away forever mm-hmm. in dreams. That's that's where the stall wants to go. He he wants it there. Mm-hmm. Okay, where is Piotr? I, I, I think I think he's in that that house that we've heard of. That place in the dreams, that place in hell that we need to go. So it's a compass at points when we're in hell. Ah oh, fun. It's a lovely holiday destination, even better than Leningrad. So now that the others are gone, John, what do you really think about? <laughs> about? About Dieter. One day he's going to blow his fucking head off pointing that gun around. Makes me nervous. Yeah, and the fact he just vanishes all the time. Yeah. Guys, he's, uh, yeah, concerning. But as long as he's pointing the gun in the right direction, like, not at me, then I'm fine. <laughs> all right. So, um, eventually you're all back together. What would you John, like you're to do? the resident dream expert. Do we need to be in the place where the children were originally held to access the dream space or can we just get there via dreaming? No, we, we can go mm-hmm. there. There's no real tie to physical locations because it's more of a okay. concept. Um, dreams, if you think of it, they circle a, uh, like there's like an axis that they all spin around and that axis has no, corresponding physical location it's completely it's a separate it's almost like a separate universe Mm. in a way so at the moment we could attempt to discover the children at least figure out where they are without having to travel at all which might be preferable um no no government officials scrutinizing our ids or anything we might have to journey between several dreams to get to that location. Mm. So you, you have to forge a path from where you start to where you want to get to. But it's possible, at least from what I know. Mm. Are we ready to try and rescue these children, face whatever it is that's there? I wouldn't mind if the Wanderer had given us a sort of syllabus 
<laughs> so that we knew what the program of instruction was going to be, but it doesn't seem like he's the sort of being that operates like that. But I imagine that there's more on his educational menu than transforming objects and transforming ourselves. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's up to you guys if you think we're we're potentially ready to go and do this, or we can wait and learn more. Maybe, maybe at least one more night of dreaming and training and trying to hone our skills. See how deep this rabbit hole goes. Yes. Maybe we, maybe the traveler, or the wanderer, can tell us if you know. Maybe he knows somewhat what we're up against and if we're ready. I have an odd have. feeling that we already know where they are, the children, in a sense. I mean, we've been going into that room, that horrible room as small children for so long, and that battery, the, the power, it says something about gathering power for to unleash Jigidiel and the kids with the battery. The Wanderer cautioned, I believe, that we would have to revert to childlike form in order to access this place. I'm hoping that doesn't mean a diminish in power, John. Would you say that that is not the case? It might be restrictive rather than diminishing. Okay. I feel it's it might control our thoughts we might think as kids because we're oh, going to be entering that environment as children i thought that was the danger because yeah. in that dream right. space we are children and we need a way we've learned a way now to transform ourselves back into adults i i don't know if we're ready to go there still because that those those three the three in the red robes they're there they're there and and one of them did say hey we'll come back for you so we just don't want to like serve ourselves up on a platter mm. i don't know also what our really you know do we should we deal with the avatars before we try to release the children do i have, have a feeling one of the avatars will be there mm -hmm. in that place Think you're right so does that mean that you guys are calling it quits for the day and you're going to wait until your teeth sleeping go to bed all dreams mostly yeah. training yes yes okay so you all go to sleep i would like to know who has soul plus two or higher yeah, i've got plus four same. So tonight, fall asleep. Um, Ingolf and John find themselves standing on the hill with the tree. The rest of you sleep quite soundly. Um, you have pleasant dreams, but nothing else seems to happen to you this evening. John and Ingolf. Um, the uh, the watcher is there, or the watcher, the uh, wanderer is there. And he says, oh, um, your friends couldn't make it, I guess. Uh, well, uh, so today's lesson is a little harder. It might be that they just weren't able 
get in. It progressively gets harder as we go. But at least there's two of you. That makes it fairly easy for you to learn. Tonight, you're going to learn how to do this. And he points at Ingolf, and Ingolf turns into Petra. The ability to transform another person into something is tonight's lesson. And he transforms you back. I was going to uh, say that's so an improvement. You can keep you can keep him like that. Oh, oh, thanks. How about I turn you into Dieter and see, just so we can get to the bottom of like that deep impulse to point the gun at yourself. Well, you I'm can add get that inside his head. Yeah, you can add that to your list. Transform another being, and John, what is your soul currently? Also, also full. Engulf, what's yours? Plus four. Oh, both of you. Okay. So he says, other thing that I'm going to teach you is how to bring someone forcibly into your dream. And so that is his second thing. Um. These things were only for plus twos and plus threes in souls. So, um, and this takes a month in Dreamland for him to teach to you. But um, do you have any questions? Or uh, I think we... actually, riding on what Deirdre said, uh, can we get a syllabus? Is there uh, is there a roadmap of where we where we're going to be going in future? Tomorrow night will be my last lesson to you. And it's going to be how to create something out of nothing. It's the hardest of all of the things to do. So far, you've transformed one thing into another. But to create something out of nothing is quite difficult. Um, but I'll, I'll make sure you're all here for that. After that, you're going to be on your own. You should have enough skills to, to do what you need to do. I think you've already figured out what that might be. We've got that, that doll yours. That needs to go somewhere and you need to take it there. And as you may already know, you can't go straight there. You've got to follow along. That there is, uh, you said his name was Piotr, Piotr's connection to that place and time. You're going to have to use his memories to flow your way back to that beginning, which means you'll have to go through everything that he went through. Um, and you're going to have to go as children but you can transform yourselves. So that'll, uh, that, that gives you the weapons and the things that you need in order to survive that going back. All right, you've done well. Wake up and you wake up. Aye, aye, aye. Petra, Dietrich, and, D- and Deer are a little bit disappointed that they had no dreams that they could recall, but at least you slept well.
Yeah, no, not dreaming about being in a horrible dark place, being drained of all experience and will is is okay by me. Each time this has happened, you have you've gotten a little better at controlling this whole physical thing that's going. On. It's still there, but and you feel that if you stopped concentrating, it would feel just as bad as it's always did. But you seem to have some mental control over it now. You also think that it's still progressing. So eventually you're going to be where Magda was. Yeah, no thanks. Now, if you want, if they tell you what they learned or what they know, and you want to just skip ahead another day, we can give you that other thing, that fourth day, which is create something from nothing. Means we lay low for another day can't hurt. Yeah. Or you could sleep somewhere on, on the way. You don't necessarily have to be here and sleep. So well, can we spear it off to Leningrad. We don't know where. We, that's the only place we feel certain there's an avatar, right? One of them is at that the scene of the crime. Yes. That we know, yes. So yeah, let's make that arrangement. Two cars, okay. two two crossing points. So then my question is, do you want to do Leningrad or do you want to start Leningrad? Do you want to break there? We're at an hour and 22 minutes. I mean, it is a pretty normal, it's, like a natural. Yeah, it's a chapter. Yeah. More chapter point. That's fine. Okay. In the, in, in the future, once Matthew has completely regained his vigor, then we'll do a full two hours. Um, all right. So that's a good spot to, to break and uh, do our, yeah. Yes. Refresh. Housekeeping. Our housekeeping. Okay, so we have not completed our dream training all the way yet. Um, no, we'll see you have. So you've done that last day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay, so that's a point. Um, I did I did appear in a place, so that's another point. So I've completed both of my dramatic hooks and work out how uh, where the doll guides us. Then we've got that as well. Yep. After the episode, I ended up just um, choosing to further investigate that organization. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> I got a video I'm going to show you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. What about you, uh, David, Dietrich, oh. and Dieter? Did you guys do your second objectives? I did not. Um, I, I'm supposed to be researching uh, real non-dream time magical defenses, and I did not do that. Mm-hmm. But I can carry that over because I think it's a yeah, good idea. That's true. It is a good idea. I haven't done mine, but I haven't really in the talkative if you increase your violence by one wouldn't couldn't you kind of consider that to be like having researched non-dream defenses i think we're i think he means non-dream magical. magical defenses oh oh sorry sorry yeah you're right you're right although that's not a bad idea for the future i it might be good to have some, um, some more non-wimpy 
players. I'm I'm bullet I'm, catching. <laughs> okay. So have we discovered anything new about the truth? Well, there's something weird that uh, that building that Ingolf looked at that we haven't seen before. Well, and we, we learned how the doll works. True. Yeah, I think either of those count. I mean, we've got the head neo-Nazi in Berlin is a is actually a demon of some kind. <laughs> we know it's from hell because he's got that connection. Have we learned anything new about our characters? No, but that leads me to um. Should we increase the relationship between John and Ingolf to to a plus two or something? I mean, we spent all day together and we had that just training with only the two of us. I feel like there's some... Think, thinking of the description of a plus two relationship, that is someone that is essential to your existence. Oh, never mind. So it's like so a like... lover or soulmate. Oh. It's really significant. So just a plus one then. Okay. Yeah, I think we've already got that from last time. So. Yeah, mark on the head. Okay, sorry that that's a that's a good clarification. Never mind. Have we challenged ourselves? I guess the continued dream training. I feel like that's challenging ourselves. I don't know. Re reaching out to the journalist who could have easily turned us in. So yeah, I was thinking that, that might. Yeah, I think that might count. Okay. So we need a hook from Tom and a secondary hook. And I only need one because I'm keeping magical defenses. I think mine has to be find Dream Piotr. I mean, easy enough, John and Ingolfs could be complete that second round of training. I think the only it seems like the only the two of you would be able to access it anyway. I think I think Tom said we've already got it. Oh, oh, I understand. Okay. Well, and also the the Wanderer said he was gonna make sure we were all there for the next night. I don't know ah. if he used the power to bring people into his dream to do that for us. I'm probably going to have plus two though. It's so it's it's a uh... It's meta, but it doesn't mean anything. It's it says the third night, only soul plus two, get the one, and only soul plus three get the other, and then the fourth night everybody's there again. Gotcha. Well, there is we a fifth in, night. We start in Leningrad. The fifth night is when you're on your own. <laughs> Some of us could just have basic Leningrad, like locate the the site of the former orphanage or you know I, I don't i don't know what do you guys think yeah just assuming we get there true make it to linen <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not a bad plan because it's not a given true you know even with my fancy square glasses the journalist recognized me like that I guess it's up well, to no, she had to acceptable. look through your disguise and see that it was <laughs> somebody she'd seen the picture. Would that be an acceptable secondary for all of us making it to Leningrad, or is that kind of more like hand wavy? You're going to be in Leningrad next time. It'll be in Leningrad next time. Okay. So, all right. So then we each need individual stuff. 
Well, teacher, teacher could still come clean. That's right. I don't think you got a chance to do that, did you? And no, uh, I am keeping mine. Okay. I should find some nice cucumber slices to put on my eyes. Also, typewriter ribbon is harder to get all the time. That's true. Uh, but this is more meta, but thinking if someone has uh, enough XP next time to get an advance, um, I could potentially teach the dreaming uh, the dreamer advantage to others so that they can navigate in dreams as well. That could be something we do on the fifth night. If the if the requirement is plus two in soul, I would not be able to achieve that. But maybe Dietrich. No, it's, like um, it's a um, it's a soul advantage. So you roll soul every time you want oh, to. Oh, okay. So I mean, you're... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yes, if they can get up above two and three, then you can teach them those things as well. Okay, well this this is the advantage rather than um, the list of art of dreaming. Okay. Um, the only thing you'll need to do is you'll need to have already five advances because you need to be able to select the box that is select an advantage from another another archetype. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. What about you, Dietrich? What is your secondary going to be? You are on mute. You're muted. What about when somebody tells you you're muted while you're talking mutedly and you can't hear them because you're talking, even though, um, right. Uh, you know, I'm keeping- uh, Oh, that's uh, right. I'm sorry. You yeah, already had magic. one. I had a carryover. Yeah. Okay. Dieter and so Dietrich. Do we have all of them then? Ingolf, you have one? I don't. But what I could, I think. Would, if we find the site of where the orphanage used to be, would using your skill to peer into it do anything give any other information right so i maybe maybe i should help i should i already have i should find dream piotr mm -hmm. um like i have one to just investigate the site of the former orphanage i mean well i could investigate well. the church where okay. this lictor is mm. while we're in town I forget what it's called. So that's something worth doing, I, I think. It's the cathedral. So there should only be one of them. Yeah. Right, so I should investigate the cathedral. So I'll do that. And you have yours, Matt? You have your secondary? Yeah, I was, uh, well, I suggested a teaching the dreamer advantage if anyone can get it. I think I should be able to get it next time because I only need one XP to make another advance so yeah you could make that your teach, teach that, the dreamer advantage that'd be your sixth advantage mm -hmm. sixth tick then yeah mm -hmm. yep right. i think we're good cool 
Our players included Matthew Sanderson, David Gasway, Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the Game Master. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account, just a dollar to a month. Helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey one journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange and terrifying world of cult divinity lost until next time good luck and good gaming